As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to No Bunts, the show for the casual baseball fan here on the Athletic Podcast Network. It's playoff time, baby. It's the best time of the year for baseball fans. I'm Tass Mellis in the Classic Factory. With me, the man making the magic happen, it's JD. Hello. Hey, JD. Sorry we're late. Uh, I'm going to blame me. it on the dog. Yeah, you, you were on your hands <laughs> and knees. on my hands and knees. Cleaning up piss from a dog. Listen, it's not on you whatsoever. (laughs) It's all on me. Listen, the start time has changed a few times. I thought we would be going a little bit later because the games are going on right now, final day of the regular season. But the games technically do not matter. So we're doing this show during the final games. You can keep it tabs on uh, your tabs on Twitter there if something big happens. But <laughs> the playoff bracket is set, and that is what we are here for to describe, to explain everything going on in Major League Baseball's second season because the format has changed. There are 12 teams now, six in each league that make the playoffs. Previously, it was five in each league. So, J.D., if you can pull up the playoff bracket, let's take a look here. I'm going to go through exactly what's going on in Major League Baseball here as we hit October. Again, six in each league. Six in the American League are making the postseason. Six in the NL. It was five and five. So it's three division winners in each league and three wild cards. Let's start with the American League. So the top two Division winners, they get buys. In the American League, it's the Astros who are playing incredible baseball. A little bit under the radar, I think overshadowed by the Los Angeles Dodgers in the National League. And the number two seed are the New York Yankees. So those two teams get buys this year. That is brand new. They await the wild card series winners. There are two wild card series going on in each league this weekend they are taking place friday saturday and if necessary sunday because they are the best two of three games hmm. in those wild card series exciting stuff bring it to basketball i say what do you go all go what do you mean for best of three i'll bring the best of yeah. three to, to basketball yeah why not yeah 
It allows for the uh, the underdog to win potentially more right. so, and yeah. you're and you're okay with that. Listen, it used to be best of five in basketball, yeah, uh, and that was a little bit. There's, yeah, this, just leaving money on the table. Let's be the, honest. That, that's a hundred percent true. Um, <laughs> but, yes, well, in baseball traditionally. You know, going way back, basically there were four teams instead of 12 teams. So they are expanding. They are trying to get money in the pockets of uh, everybody. It was proposed by the owners to have seven teams in each league, but it's, uh, you know, the traditionalists want even less, want fewer teams. They settled on six. uh, So those two teams get a bye. And um, the other division winner has to play a wild card winner. Call it the three six. And then the wild card winners the other two play as well so three six four five we'll call them uh and we'll again we'll go through here each series uh the four five is the blue jays mariners the three six is the guardians and the rays the guardians winning their division the cleveland guardians winning their division they will host the tampa bay rays jays will host the mariners and then the division series which are best of five they start tuesday and then the championship series and then the world series so it's a big advantage to get one of those buy seeds yeah if you're a wild card series participant here this weekend you need to win four series this wild card round also makes you throw out your best pitchers and they're not as fresh for the next round they end up having to pitch less. That taxes the bullpen. There's a trickle-down effect. And it's only three series for those top two teams uh, in each league. So that's big. And these three-game series, they're new, J.D. Previously, it was a single elimination game uh, to get in for those wild-card winners. And uh, there's the additional team in each league. It was five, now to six. Right. So is that somewhat uh, clear? <laughs> it is. It is a little convoluted. Yeah, it's clear. It's clear. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah, you did a great job explaining it, and yeah. you know that bracket looks. It's a nice bracket. It's, we're it's... we're going three games, five games, seven, seven. If you're in the wild card, you need that three before you get to the five. And yeah, the, the Astros and the Yankees are waiting. We'll get to the NL uh, in a sec. We'll get to even Aaron Judge's record. We'll get to a controversial photo deleted from a team social media account. Uh, we'll tell you about all the matchups, but let's stick with the AL for a sec. Cause I got excited. I heard an audio clip of Jose Batista, a former blue Jay hitting that dinger. Just heard the audio clip, heard the horn in the Roger center ah, when they hit a home run, it gets sent chills down my spine. So I'm starting with the Toronto Blue Jays versus the Seattle Mariners, two wildcard teams, the 4-5 matchup. This is the battle for 1977. These two teams came in together oh, yeah. uh, as expansion teams in 1977. And we'll go through what's going on uh, f- with each team. The Jays are going to be throwing out Alec Manoa in game one. They're excited about that, one of the best pitchers in the AL this season. Then Kevin Gossman hopefully will be ready for game two. He's got a laceration on his finger. And that's important because the Toronto Blue Jays are probably a little bit worried beyond Kevin Gossman. Ross Stripling, if necessary, will likely be the game three starter. Again, after Alec Manoa, I think it is up in the air at this point. They, I'm sure, wanted Jose Barrios to be that guy, that number three guy. They signed him to a long-term deal before this season, but he hasn't been that guy. But their bats are scary. They can hit bobbins at any time. They can make that ha horn go off at any time. <laughs> Vladdy Guerrero, MVP runner-up from last year, still a vaunted hitter. George Springer, 
Bo Bichette, who led the AL in hits, Alejandro Kirk, Teoscar Hernandez, Lourdes Gurriel hopefully will be in there. They are fantastic. That lineup can win you games. The pitching is a little scary. Their bullpen is a little questionable, but their closer has been lights out, Jordan Romano. He's been lights out, and he also lit up uh, a cigarette that he was smoking during the Blue Jays celebration when they won their wild card spot. The Blue Jays' social media account put it up and then took it down. He's got a cigarette in his mouth. He's got a pack of cigarettes in his hand as we're showing it to you on YouTube. Another Blue Jay's got a cigar in his mouth. That's allowed, but cigarettes is Cigar- was the deal. Why why not? Why not cigarettes? I I it's just one of those uh taboo things these days, JD. It it's <laughs> it legal. It's totally legal. Totally legal. There's alcohol in the photo. Yep. Cigars in the photo as I said. But it's the cigarettes. It's just it's one of those things that uh, you don't see anymore. And I wonder if he wasn't holding a pack of cigarettes. Uh, I wonder if that also uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, kind of uh, forced their hand in a way. Yeah. But, what do we got there? Demorier light there? No, nah, that's uh, not a red pack. Uh, oh, there's there. There's no. It's all warning now. The entire package of a cigarette, mm. uh, buddy. I was in Toronto a couple of weeks ago, and he showed me. Uh, it's just one big warning label. <laughs> ah, right. They have changed. So warning. Yeah, yeah I, I guess that's part of it. Um, that's part of the sort of the stigma around it. Yeah. And that's why the Jays media account took it down. Anyways, I, I thought that was interesting. Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sure. It is gross. Kids. Uh, there's kids watching, right? <laughs> <laughs> Are yeah. there kids watching? I'm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yes, there's kids. Absolutely, right. especially yeah. on social media. They saw that. Listen, cigarettes are gross. Vaping right. is gross. Jewel yeah. was, mm. uh, I think they had to settle a huge lawsuit because they're advertising to children. Yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> it is gross. Um, anyways, it's legal, though, so it's kind of odd. Anyways, exactly right. let's get to the Mariners' side of things. They are into the playoffs for the first time since 2001. A very, very long time ago, it was the longest playoff drought in North American professional sports, longer than any NFL team, NBA team, or NHL team. Now the longest drought belongs to the Sacramento Kings of the NBA. And that's why this call by Dave Sims of the walk-off home run that sent the Mariners to the playoffs for the first time in 21 years sounded the way it does. Roll it, J.D. 3-2 to Cal. The pitch from Acevedo. Yes, Dave Sims, great call there. Unfortunately, I think their uh, playoff run will end against the uh, Toronto Blue Jays (laughs) this week. And listen, I'm an optimist. They can obviously beat uh, the Jays. Yes, we're cheering for the Toronto Blue Jays here in uh, the Classic Factory. Of course. Of course, we'll be cheering for a a Jays-Braves World Series, but let's not get too ahead of ourselves. (laughs) Uh, You know, we'll be back on Monday to talk about the the World Card Series, but uh, I, I am enthralled by the Mariners' best player. I, I, their Mariners' story starts uh, with Julio Rodriguez, the 21-year-old center fielder. Anytime you hear people talk about Rodriguez, it's just joyful is the word that comes up quite often. He's confident but not overconfident. Uh, he's a jersey-selling machine. Uh, he was at. The, I fell in love with him at the All-Star game. He was mic'd up. Um, recently, he had a lower back problem, but he is back playing uh, 
but he, he is a joy to watch. He's he's the old five-tool player that I know of, of baseball. He's uh, the fourth player in MLB history to hit 20 homers and 20 stolen bases in his first season, 27 homers, 25 stolen bases. Love a guy who steals bases. Suarez leads their team with 31 homers and 84 RBIs. Cal Raleigh, who just walked them off there, leads all catchers with 25 long balls. Ty France leads them in hits. But the rest of their bats... A little disappointing this year. Jesse Winker, Carlos Santana, not that Carlos Santana, and Mitch Hanniger have been disappointing. Uh, so they do have questions going into the series with the Jays. They don't know who will be on the team. Sam Haggerty, he just injured his groin, stealing second on Monday. I guess that's why guys don't steal uh, second base. Mm-hmm. But the larger bases, that's going to reduce injuries. The larger <laughs> bases next year will reduce injuries. I say they don't know who they're playing. Manager Scott Service said they are going to take every minute to decide who's on the roster because, yeah, they've got some questions. But pitching wins in the postseason, and that's where the Mariners easily stack up against the Blue Jays. Luis Castillo came over in that midseason trade. Um, the Yankees were seemingly in the lead for Castillo's trade services. That didn't happen. They got Frankie Montas instead. Casillo has been fantastic for the Mariners pitching at 98-99. They got a deep, strong rotation, though, along with Castillo. Former Blue Jay Robbie Ray, Cy Young last year, Logan Gilbert, Marco Gonzalez, and George Kirby, and a strong pad. I think the Jays are the favorites considering they've got home field, even though their pitching is a little questionable. But uh, the Mariners, they're going to be nervous, right? They haven't played since 2001 in the postseason. I'm sure that won't be a problem. But uh, it will be a great three-game set. The Blue Jays excited to be on their home field Friday, Saturday, and if necessary, Sunday, 2001, a long, long time ago, which probably should shorten here as the playoff field has expanded. Uh, But since it was so long ago, we wanted to show you what the No Dunks crew was doing (laughs) in 2001. Here are a few photos if you're following along on YouTube, and I will absolutely uh, explain it as best I can for the audio listeners. First, here's Trey Kirby with uh, tight hair, looking good. Actually, I do believe he performed Bye Bye Bye. <laughs> I think the day this photo was taken. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, so the the JT similarity, like that's on purpose. Like this is... Well, yeah, I think because, he, he had a, you know, a JT. Oh, 100%. But like the, this photo screams <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Ab- absolutely. So what, what do you mean he was performing? Like I think they performed it in high school at a talent show. Uh, okay. I, there's a thread on Twitter I saw. Oh, shit. And, yeah. Anyways, uh, here's Lee Ellis, uh, always traveling. Huh. Uh, he's in front of Christ the Redeemer here in Rio. <laughs> always. He's always got a photo of, uh, of the spots that he's been to. Here's Skeets in 2001 playing a guitar on the car at a cottage, it looks like. It looks like it, or it could be... There's an escarpment behind him. Is that what that's called? Like a well, that's, it's a hill, I, I guess, uh, or something. It looks very mountainous because there's another hill in the background. Yeah, there. that's why I think it's cottage country, yeah. cabin country up in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder what uh, Skeets is strumming along to there. I know he's uh, <laughs> he's always wanted to get better at the guitar. Yes. I wonder if he had a song in mind there. Yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll ask we'll him in person. Him. And here's JD in 2001. This yeah. is a surprise. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, this is me and my buddy Derek on a beach in Cabo. I, too, like to travel, Lee Ellis. So uh, there you go. Uh, yeah. Bleach blonde hair under that hat there. And I think I've got a shark's tooth around my neck or something. Do you know uh, if LeBron James's house was close to where you guys were? <laughs> oh, great question. Back I... then, I probably... 
Yeah. Well, he didn't have a house. <laughs> no, he was 16. He probably yeah. <laughs> he probably didn't. Uh, although he had a Hummer. Uh, yeah. You know, close to back then, close to that timeline. But he recently bought a. Uh, well, he's got a house that's near a pickleball court. He recently bought a pickleball team, I do believe. Yeah. He said recently, "There's a pickleball court by my house in Cabo." Uh, so that's why I knew he had a house in Cabo. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the last photo is of me. I'm cheating. This isn't 2001. It's a couple years later, but. I love this photo of myself with Rowdy Roddy Piper and uh, Bobby Heenan, uh, both who have passed in recent years. But it's me with Rowdy Roddy Piper and Bobby Heenan <laughs> flipping the bird. The flipping the bird. In the back. Wow. Hey, yes. People listening are going to have to go to, to YouTube to see this photo because it is – it's one. You got a Tony Stark goatee going. <laughs> you got your. You used to shave your head. I only knew you as a shave head guy for the first three or four years that I know yeah. knew you, which was, is crazy because you got one of the greatest heads of hair in well, that's sports broadcasting. So <laughs> it's true. Yeah, me and uh, Jared Greenberg. Yeah, always, <laughs> Jared always. Greenberg close. a very close second. Yeah. Anyway, so the winner of the Toronto Seattle series faces the Astros, and as I said, they're kind of flying under the radar. They have made five straight ALCS. And gone to the World Series in three of those five years. And, man, it feels like they're going to do it again, unfortunately, uh, as they take on Toronto or Seattle in the CS again, which start Tuesday. It's a tough side of the bracket because the other side of the bracket, the 3-6 series, it's the Cleveland Guardians hosting the Rays. The other division winner uh, are the Guardians. On opening day, they were long shots to win the AL Central. They're a bunch of young and -and up-and-comers. They are the youngest team to make the playoffs since the 86 Mets. Average age of them, 26.3, 16 rookies this season. They do it with small ball. Uh, it's a fun team to cheer for. They are a sound baseball team. They lead the AL in contact rate. They don't swing and miss. They strike out the least of any team in the league. They're smart and aggressive on the base pass. They use the whole field. They work counts. They're number one in stolen base success rate. They really get thrown out. They don't hit dingers, though. They're second last in Major League Baseball. So some project them to be uh, a quick out in these posts in this postseason uh, because they, you know, they don't do it sort of in the modern way by hitting dingers. Um, on September 10th, there were questions as to whether or not the Guardians were going to win their division. It was close. They had just a 1.5-game lead over you know, the more experienced Twins and White Sox, but they plowed right through those teams, winning 10 of 12 against them. Jose Ramirez is their star, their third baseman. He took less to be there. Stephen Kwan in the outfield. Andres Jimenez at second base are great to watch. He made that incredible play in the All-Star game, if you remember that. The old backhanded flip. Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie, Cal Quantrill, a Canadian. Father Paul Quantrill played in the majors for a long time. Those three starters are going to be uh, probably their one, two, three, if necessary, this weekend against the Tampa Bay Rays. And it could be a low-scoring series because the Guardians got the pitchers, the Rays have pitchers in defense, and could go uh, a long way especially because they got the Yankees side of the bracket, which is an easier side than the Astros. The question is, for the Rays, will their offense show up? A lot of holes in that lineup. Uh, Randy Arosarena has been hot. Isak Paredes has been good. But the rest of them, barely non-existent. So, a lot of pitching in this series. Brandon Lowe, Mike Zanino, Kevin Kiernaier have all been uh, gone for the rest of the season. 
they are all done with season-ending injuries. Yandy Diaz, Wander Franco, and David Peralta have to step up in a big way. So the winner faces the Yankees on that side. The Yankees got it done. They won the AL East after a roller coaster of a season. Uh, we talked at plenty about it plenty here on No Bunts. But they got some history done. Aaron Judge hit 62 homers, the most in Yankees history. You may have heard of it. <laughs> uh, the first 60 spot in Major League Baseball since 2001 when everyone was digging the long ball. Now, people claiming that is the real home run record because it was the juice era when Bonds hit 73. But that number, 73, is still the real number. Barry Bonds, absolutely incredible to watch some of the old clips of how much people were frightened by him at the plate, how much he was pitched around in that time period. There's the great clip of Eric Gagne, a power pitcher, Canadian, uh, going up against Barry Bonds. Actually, Barry Bonds, I heard this said on the Athletic MLB show via Eno Saris, Barry Bonds was intentionally walked more than the Tampa Bay Rays have been intentionally walked in the history of their franchise. <laughs> Every hitter in the history of the franchise total hasn't been intentionally walked as much as Barry Bonds. Wow. The Rays have been around 25 seasons. That's how good Bonds was. Now, people will say that's because the juice because he was on steroids. He was an incredible hitter. Uh, so it's, it's so wait, hard. you're saying there's no asterisk there. No, no, you can't take away the the home run record. You can't take away the home run record. I'm not saying you take it away. I just saw a headline or a tweet or something today that said 62, no asterisk. (laughs) So that's fair. Definitely no asterisk. And I think maybe the more impressive part is that this, the hitter with the second most home runs in Major League Baseball is like 16 behind, which is a big number behind him. Uh, So he's running away with it. But to hit one every two games like Bonds did, um, yeah, that's the record. I mean, it, it's just, it's you know, you can't quantify the juice, the steroids. Yeah. Obviously, the number of home runs, and that's why I bring up that it's the first 60 home run season since 2001. The number of home runs was extremely high then as a time period, and that's why it's really impressive, even more impressive to me than, you know, surpassing the Yankees record. Mm-hmm. It's just hitting 60. Period. Yeah. Uh, so there was no four seam fastball back then. <laughs> was there? Yeah, sure, there was. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm a one tool podcaster. Uh, well, anyways, <laughs> I, th- yeah, there were a lot of home runs back then, but uh, you know, going into this series, obviously they've got Aaron Judge. There are some questions about the Yankees lineup, which is fair. They're starting pitching. Is coming along, though. Garrett Cole, their ace. The most strikeouts in Yankees history kind of surprised me with 257. Nestor Cortez is peaking at the right time. 1.8 ERA in September. His fastball is getting faster, apparently. 1.7 miles per hour faster since April. Uh, that's why I read The Athletic. That's a, that's a cool stat. Although he hasn't found out who poured beer down the back of his pants during the Yankees celebration, which is uh, gross. Luis Severino's pitching all right. It's kind of overshadowing the fact that their trade deadline acquisition of Frankie Montas has not been. That could uh, come back to bite them because, as I said, they lost out on Luis Castillo, who went to the Mariners. The bullpen, though, is the big question mark for them. Aroldis Chapman, second-highest-paid Yankees pitcher. He may not even be on the postseason roster. They've got injuries. I don't know if they have the arms, uh, but against a, a Tampa Bay Rays or Guardians, they will be the favorite, although the Astros are the favorite in the AL. So that's the AL side of things. We'll take a quick break. 
Honestly, it will be a quick break. I know people say that this one should be quick. And then we'll get to the NL and that incredible Mets story. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome back to No Buns. Let's get to the NL side of the playoff bracket because that is extremely juicy here. The first series we'll talk about the 4-5 Mets Padres. Now the Mets didn't think they'd be a wild card team. They thought that they would win the division in the NL East. That went to the Atlanta Braves though as we'll talk about. They are the two seed to the Dodgers one seed. So the Dodgers and the Braves await the two wild card series winners this weekend, Mets Padres and Cardinals Phillies. So let's start with the Mets and Padres. It wasn't supposed to be this way. <laughs> they were supposed to win the AL East. They were up 10 and a half games on the second place Braves on June 1st. A team leading their division by 10 and a half games hasn't ended up losing their division title in 27 years. Hasn't happened since 95 and it came down to this past weekend in a series versus the Braves. They just needed to win one game against Atlanta to win the East. But the Mets were swept. What a turnaround. Whew. The Mets are in a uh, three-game wildcard series now after thinking they'd get a bye against a great San Diego Padres staff. And if they win that, then a division series versus the 110-win Dodgers team. Uh, and Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer, because of the way the dates break out here, work out here, they'll just go once in that division series if they get by the Padres. And Scherzer and DeGrom just didn't get it done on Friday and Saturday. Scherzer on Saturday, yeah, there was some bad luck there with a check swing by Ronald Acuna, but uh, the Braves just, they just out-hit uh, the, the Mets. And uh, that's that's the beauty of the Braves lineup. They can hit some bombs. Actually, Scherzer and DeGrom were that, that they're expected to get a win, one of those wins at least this weekend. Actually, the Athletic conducted uh, a recent anonymous MLB player poll with 200 players. 
The question was asked, who would you want starting a Game 7? The top two answers were DeGrom and Scherzer, and they lost both their games this weekend. Actually, closing a game was uh, also a question. Who would you want closing a game? The Mets' Edwin Diaz was the number one choice. It's easy to say the Mets collapsed the last few months, but they played at a 96-win pace since June 1. The Braves were just that much better. They've been on par with the Dodgers uh, since June 1st when they started a 14-game win streak. Uh, through Sunday, the Dodgers were 77-33. The Braves were 77-32 uh, since June 1st. They had a uh, not a players-only meeting on, on June 1st, the Braves did. They had a closed-door meeting. Different mm. terminology than uh, usually than, than in basketball. Brian Snitker, the Braves manager, he didn't flip tables. He was calm. He said his young players have never been spoken to that way, and they wouldn't respond that way. I thought that was... Interesting. Uh, A little gentle, gentle with uh, (laughs) the Braves players. Uh, I didn't think, I don't think they have to be babied. But, anyways, the Mets will be playing the Padres. And and again, a real tough path. It's tough. It's very tough. This this adding of a couple wild card series games here, making it more of a series instead of the one game elimination, uh, makes you throw your pitcher, uh, makes you throw your best pitchers out there. And uh, they're going up against. Uh, a San Diego Padres team that has some great starters themselves. Joe Musgrove, Hugh Darvish, and Blake Snell. That could be enough uh, to win this weekend, especially because their hitters have not been as impressive as you'd think. Juan Soto, the prize acquisition at the deadline, hit 17 doubles and 21 homers for the Nationals at the time of the trade, but since joining the Padres, just 7 doubles and 5 homers. Josh Bell, also involved in that deal, 24 doubles and 14 homers for Washington. But only five doubles and three homers post-trade. Josh Hader, the Brewers closer that came over, 29 saves and 31 opportunities for them, but just five saves and an ugly 8.78 ERA with San Diego. They're going to need the bats and Hader to some degree uh, to come on, but they've got the starting pitching to deal with the Mets. And again, the winner faces the absolute favorite to win it all, not just in the National League, to win the World Series, the Los Angeles Dodgers. They are in their 10th straight postseason. They have won 9 of 10 division titles. Actually, this team, this 2022 team, is top 5 wins all time. They're at 110 wins, tied for the 5th most wins in MLB history. They're actually playing right now, so it could come to uh, 111 wins, which would make them 4th all time. The Dodgers become the first 110-win team in the NL since the 1909 Pirates. Uh, I don't know if you're checking, J.D. Don't worry I about am. it. They're, mid, they're mid-game right now. It doesn't matter. It, they have no problem. It's okay. They're tied at one. It, they really have no problems going into the postseason. They don't even know who their closer is. Dave Roberts recently said, Craig Kimbrell is not our closer. They'll figure it out. And, and again, the rest keeps the bullpen fresh, uh, and that is by far the biggest advantage, I think, just not having to throw your pitchers out there. We talked about it a few times on No Bunts. Is it better to keep your players in rhythm to play the rest of the weekend, to play every day like you do uh, during the regular season, have your hitters seeing pitches? Nah. The fact that those guys have to throw so many pitchers, their best pitchers, uh, out there this weekend, that hurts them. The other series, on the other side of the bracket, it's the three-seed St. Louis Cardinals, Central winners, hosting the Phillies. Phillies, that's great for them. They ended their postseason drought, but they're going up against uh, a vaunted team with Albert Pujols. Keeps hitting dingers, 700-plus, fourth all-time in home runs, second in RBIs, passing uh, Babe Ruth, only behind Hank Aaron. 
And, uh, you know, the cool story of Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina setting the MLB record for most starts as a battery, 327. (laughs) It's pretty wild how their careers have aligned this way. And it was a nice moment uh, this past weekend. Wainwright, Molina, and Pujols all taken off the field at the same time. Pujols expects to be done. Molina expects to be done this season, and and Wainwright uh, could be uh, done as well. Although Adam Wainwright, uh, according to uh, Eno Saris at The Athletic, has lost 1.9 velo uh, since April, 1.9 miles per hour. Yeah, sometimes you get old and you lose your velo. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) You lose your fastball, you lose your velo, yes. Uh, Roman or somebody like that has got to write that into their ad copy. (laughs) I think you just wrote your next Roman. Yeah, I sure did. Uh, I've been watching a lot of MLB baseball. Roman, all over that that channel's uh, lower third bar. Roman in big letters. Anyways. Uh, Adam Wainwright, not an ad, by the way. Adam Wainwright uh, is 41 years old, but he's fun to watch uh, because he doesn't throw as hard as most players. His 92 miles per hour was his peak speed in April down to 89 in September. But um, the question with the Cardinals overall is if their starting pitching may not, if their starting pitching is good enough to keep up with the competition because their hitting should be Paul Goldschmidt, MVP candidate, and Nolan Arenado, uh, probably going to win the silver slugger and gold gloves for their respective positions. I'm excited to watch them against the Phillies who ended an 11 year playoff drought. As I said, they fired Joe Girardi after starting 22 and 29. They inserted Rob Thompson into the manager seat. Who's a very calm individual, very, very calm, keeping the Phillies calm. And uh, the playoffs are usually about the bullpens. They ha- you play your, you pitch your bullpens a ton, and Sir Anthony Dominguez, not Sir Anthony Dominguez, just one word, Sir Anthony not Dominguez. Not a knight. Not a knight. He has not been knighted. Uh, he is back, which is really, really important for them. Uh, and uh, another interesting fact for me, as a modern baseball fan, Kyle Schwarber, 46 home runs, who is leading the NL in homers second overall to Aaron Judge's 62. He only has a 219 average, but that doesn't matter in modern-day baseball. He's got a great barrel rate. The ball hits his barrel a ton, and he doesn't chase. He's got a good chase rate as well. So it should be a good series. The winner, though, faces the two-seed Braves, who, as I said, are essentially a one-seed. They play as well as the Dodgers. So I'm kind of hoping for a Braves-Dodgers championship series. You can call the Braves a better team than last year's World Series winner, actually, because they feel so comfortable with their starting pitching going into this postseason, unlike last year when they actually had two bullpen games in the World Series. Bullpen games meaning they started relievers in the World Series and got through it by pitching a bunch of different pitchers. They feel way more confident this year with Max Fried, Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton, and Spencer Strider, if he comes back from that oblique injury, it's their fifth straight division titles. They feel good, as I said, since June 1st, absolutely smoking hot. And uh, the only thing that really can slow them down is that oblique injury uh, to Spencer Strider. But he has been working on that core, doubling down on the core exercises, according to uh, David O'Brien of The Athletic and uh, of No Bunts fame as well, as we had D.O.B. on the show on uh, a little earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was great. So that's it for the uh, playoff primer there. Watch the No Dunks Twitter account. I'm going to force the guys to watch a baseball game with me, and you guys can watch <laughs> along uh, this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the Wild Card Series 
go, and then Monday is a day off for MLB. Tuesday is when the uh, division series starts. So Monday we'll be back to talk about the wild card series. We're going to take a quick break right now, but after it, tweet of the night. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, welcome back to No Buns. Had fun with that playoff primer, but I had a lot more fun reading this tweet. Time for the tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. It's a little back and forth. <laughs> that's that's the important part. First tweet comes from E.M. Hudson Liz, who said, dudes can literally just sit around and name old sports players and just have the best time. I was, I was, We've made a career out of that. <laughs> that was liked uh, a quarter of a million times by people like us. The response is great from Kyle Boggs, who tweeted, Decades of gender slash sexuality research tell us this is a, air, or quotes, dude thing because some men still don't have social permission to create direct bonds with other men. Those bonds have to be indirect through sports talk, women, etc., which is one of many ways the heteropatriarchy hurts men too, hmm. which is resp- which is totally correct. Sure. We don't talk about our feelings, which no. is responded by uh, responded to by crash override to Kyle Boggs. If, if you remember, the Kyle Boggs was the first responder. The response to Kyle Boggs is, any relation to Wade Boggs? <laughs> 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 That's tweet of the night. I love uh, it. Well love done. it. Well done by everybody right there. So I love that. I love that tweet exchange. I'm going to love uh, the wild card series this weekend. Again, Me Friday, too. Saturday, Sunday. Any interest? Yeah, in, in all <sighs> sincerity. Any interest? Am I forcing you to in be In all involved? sincerity, I am interested. First of all, you got me all all riled up just then. With this, this has been a great preview for me. I, the, I've heard five-tool player. <laughs> Not sure what those five tools are, but uh, you yeah, know. me neither. Uh, barrel rate—that's a new one for me too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, look, we got the Jays and we got the Braves. I've got a team in each uh, what league. Mm-hmm. I'll be rooting for them all the way. And what if? What if Tess? Mm-hmm. What if it was a repeat? Of thirty years ago, <laughs> the last time I watched, I took interest in baseball. Oh, uh, thirty twenty nine years ago actually is when the uh, last time. Yeah, but uh, yeah, what? Well, it'll be crazy. Yeah, but you know, wait, it's not going to happen. It's unlikely yeah. to happen. It's unlikely to happen. But, but still, it's yeah. fun, fun to think about, it. and it's fun to have. Uh, it's fun to have two home teams now. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. and it's fun that you're. Involved, yeah. That you're into it. I'm not saying I'm gonna jump on that game with you, no. This weekend, but I might. I might. 
Uh, you should though. Yeah. Because I, I think we're doing it on a, on a, a service called Playback, which is uh, very fun. It's got a great platform. Great yeah. platform. Very cool interface. Yes. And you can watch. You can literally watch the game and see our faces. Mm-hmm. And you can move us around and customize it. And you you basically just have to. You'd use your own subscription service to watch whatever game we're watching. What are we we're watching? Jay's game, right? I assume so. Yeah, I assume so too. Yeah, we're, we're watching. Right. It's Jay's Mariners. All three games. Yeah. Oh, the Braves aren't in it, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Yeah, the Braves aren't in a wild card series. I don't even know if I said as I gave the primer. All three games will be played in the home park. Yeah. Of the home team, and so there's no traveling right. whatsoever. Because so. that would have been a bitch for. It would be. You know, Toronto to Seattle and then back for like one day. Yeah, it did. uh, Well, you'd think that the the middle game would be going to the the other team, right? Yeah, Yeah. but in the WNBA, they tried out this this season, actually, the three-game set with the last game going to the the visiting team. So you'd play two home games. How is that that home? Home home court advantage, yeah. Yeah, I, I totally, it's a question for me. I don't. If anything, you should play the first game. In the in the visitors, mm. I mean the right way is the middle the middle game. The, that is the right way, but it's a lot of extra flying. The three game set in one park makes a lot of sense, especially because that's how they do it during the regular season. I I, I do think that makes the most sense. Total. So that's what's going on, and then I do think they go two two one in the five game set, and then two two one 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 in the uh, the CS and in the. Yeah. In the World Series, where they go two, three, two. Anyways, this isn't a primer about the championship series in the World Series. This is a primer yeah. for the World <laughs> One the Series lo- at a one time. One Series at a time. All right, we'll be back after that One Series on Monday to talk about uh, the four Wild Card Series, and then the four Division Series start on Tuesday. So we will set you up for that. But for now, Clipper Bros. Oh man. Oh man. I was I was ready, and then I wasn't ready. I didn't know we were going to go that long. I didn't know you were going to endorse playback like that. Sign well, up for a playback account. Why not? Should be sure, fine. Okay. Now, now let's. Here's the clip. Here they are. You heard it here first. Have a great Oops. time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. <laughs> so the, this triple shift is getting. To yeah. Me. Oh yeah. Well, me too. Big time. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even mention uh, that all three games were in one park. To start the show. Right. But we got there. Hopefully you listen to the whole show. Hopefully you'll be back with us on Monday for another edition of No Bunts. And it won't be a triple header. No, sir. Anyways, enjoy the wild card series, everybody. Mm-hmm.